Hello and welcome to the Rise Up For You podcast. We are live coming to you today on the Become Your Best podcast and webinar series. I'm Lauren Sweeney, the Vice President here at Rise Up For You. I'm actually doing an in-studio guest today, uh, which is unique for us because usually in this remote world, we have people calling in from all over, right? From Canada to the UK, et cetera. So we're excited to dive in with our special guest today. He's actually a Rise Up For You team member, and uh, he also happens to be married to me. So let's get started and here we go. Everything you need is already inside of you. The world would not be what it is without you. When we begin to create change within us, we begin to create change in the world around us. Your journey to becoming your best self as the whole person starts right now. today is Dr. George Sweeney, and although he does hold an English degree from UCLA and a math degree from UC Davis, his, he also has a master's in education, in math education, and then he also has a PhD as well. And so today he's a leadership coach and trainer here at Rise Up For You, and he has a wealth of information about growth, development, and really pushing forward on your journey to emotional intelligence. So Dr. Sweeney, we're excited to have you on the show. Um, not that it matters all that much, but my master's is actually in math and my PhD is in math education. There you go, so there folks. You all the degrees, all the titles, right? <laughs> uh, thanks for having me, Lauren. I really appreciate being here um, and getting the opportunity to talk with all of you. Absolutely. Yeah. So let's dive in because I know that uh, long ago, before you and I worked at Rise Up For You, we met over 20 years ago. So literally half my life. And we actually met in a, in a growth and development program and in a course that we were doing. How do you think that you got into the, the space of growth and development? Like what kind of piqued your interest into going into that realm, into that space? So I think the biggest thing that I had that I, that um i just i wasn't satisfied with my life that's the biggest the biggest piece there i mean it was i didn't i wasn't really happy i was fine doing what i was doing at the time um but um it didn't really light me up and not only did my career not light me up i just didn't feel like things were working the way that i wanted to i was young you know and uh, when you're young fear is one of those things that kind of shows up all the time so i decided to to do this uh, this growth and development seminar because I thought maybe it would help me to grow as a person and I would be happier. I love it. That's awesome. Yeah. And luckily you did because that's actually how we met. That is how we met. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and ended up uh, getting married uh, at many many years ago. Right. Not the point of my growth work though. But yeah. This is true. This is true. Yes. So now on your course, you, you actually work with college students and engage them in, in learning more math and development as a professor. And mm -hmm. then at Rise Up For You, you're, as a team member, you work with individuals and companies mm -hmm. and develop their emotional intelligence. What would you say that you have noticed as a trend, maybe even especially post-COVID, mm -hmm. that is lacking for individuals? I think um, one of the big things that has happened is, is that people have started to, they lose their boundaries. I know that this is something that happened for me as well, but the idea there's a blurring between work and life or work and your outside work life. Um, and that's a problem. And it's a problem because you need to actually stop work at some point in time to be fully engaged with life, right? 
one, it's a rest from work, right? You'll actually be more effective inside of your work, but also two, it's about enjoying life. I mean, like you are not your work. Okay. No matter how much we kind of want to be like, Oh, I am my work. You're, you're not your work. So you do need to be able to turn that off. And I think that's one of the things that uh, one of the biggest things that uh, um, has been lost for a lot of people is those boundaries between their work life and their home life, their spiritual life, those other pieces of their life. And, and that work life seems to bleed in. Sometimes it goes the other way too, but mostly it's the work life bleeding into the, into the home life. For sure. Mm -hmm. And especially, you know, neither of us were working at home and then all of a sudden we're working at home. Right. Yes. And so when your work is you know, literally a few feet away from maybe the kitchen, it's hard to just say, oh, I'm out. Right. I'm leaving yes. my office. What are some tools that you have either used yourself or used with your clients mm -hmm. to help kind of not blur those boundaries or to help give you those boundaries back? Uh, I think the biggest thing is it's just consciousness. Right. Anything that you do in order to like kind of raise your consciousness about this particular issue. Right. And if you just start with this, that kind of consciousness raising kind of bleeds through. But start out with, look, I want to be done at this point in time. I have these these things that need to be done. And so inevitably, you need to start having appointments and keeping appointments with yourself, which is a little different. We think about like appointments for our work and they're like, oh, and then I, when I get done, I'm, oh, I'm done. And I'm not going to like have an appointment, but you really need to keep those appointments with yourself, whether or not it's going to the gym or it's meditating, or I'm going to, I'm going to watch the football game, or I'm going to have dinner with my family. You have to honor those commitments. Like you would honor your job commitments. And that creates a very natural boundary. And then when you're there, you have to treat it like you would treat work. Um, and that is, is like, I'm going to be completely present. I'm going to be with the people that I am uh, that I am having dinner with right now. I'm going to enjoy this football game as much as I possibly can, and I'm not going to worry, worry about work, okay, because work's not happening right now. So you start out with, I'm going to set aside time to actually do these things. Um, I think that's the first thing. The second thing is, uh, for me, I have just all of my notifications, um, all of my communications, um, I, I, I've started to limit them. With my math students, I during Monday through Friday, I check my email twice. And I know that some of you are in sales, and there's all sorts of different things like that. You, you, that there are different uh, different guidelines for different jobs. Totally get it. But I needed to say, here's the boundary for my communications, right? And then I needed to honor those boundaries, let people know about them. So that's that's part of it too. Like I'm going to check it twice a day. You can expect that I'll either respond to you in the morning or I'll respond to the to you in the afternoon, and what that does is that allows me to be more productive inside of my work, which allows me to finish my work and get on with life. Okay. Um, this is especially important because like nowadays you get people who they'll text you or they'll email you in the middle of the night and you're like, Hey, look, got it. That's where you're at. That's not where I'm at. I'm here with my family. I've got to deal with what, whatever it is. You don't have to necessarily say that, but here's my policy. This is what, when I'm going to respond to you. Um, and, and then to honor that as much as you honor the time that you're there, because like, that's the other thing we're going to sit down and have dinner with our family. And inevitably that phone comes out and now you're communicating with other people when go be with your family. You know, yeah. if you're split, the thing is, is that if you're split, whether or not you're split, like it's your work, you're thinking about work while you're at home or you're thinking about home while you're at work or you're. Uh, interacting with somebody who's from work while you're sitting at the dinner with the table, then you're not doing either. It doesn't work. That doesn't make any sense. And so consequently, that's the second part. 
okay, was to really like set expectations for people and let them know like, this is what I want you to do, okay? Or this is what I'm gonna do, all right? And let's work around that. I guarantee you everything will get handled. We're all gonna be great, yeah. okay? So yeah. I think that's something we both worked on a lot mm -hmm. and still working on in, in, in feeling that pull. I love what you said too about setting the expectation. Mm -hmm. So I know it was hard for you to say, oh, could I really only check my email twice a day? But what about, what are people going to think? They're going to need me. And then, you know, I think our, our CEO, Netta, is so good at setting these kinds of boundaries. Mm -hmm. And for me, it's really helped me where she'll say, well, take Friday off or, mm -hmm. you know, well, just move the meeting. Like it's not life and death, Lauren. And yeah. so that's really helped. And then letting others know, Hey, here's my expectation. I, I have a client that I'm coaching with us and she, she has the funniest out of office, uh, email signatures. In fact, she told me that people at her job, she's an HR leader will actually email her when she's out of office, just to see how fun her email <laughs> is right? because she's made it creative and fun. Something like, I bet you thought I'd never take any time off. Look at me. Here mm -hmm. I go actually using my PTO. I bet you're proud of me. You should do the same. Something like that to change this culture of this hustle culture that I know I've really worked hard to also kind of pull away from and, and get out of. I think that's one of the things too with um, letting my my students know, like the students uh, that my math students, I want them to live like I, I want them to live the way that I'm saying that you have boundaries. Okay, you work when you work, you're at home when you're at home, you're with your family when you're out here with your family. You take care of your responsibilities, right? And if you need to have fewer responsibilities, do that, right? But you can't like if I'm constantly available to them all the time then they get the sense that that's how life is. Well, no, it, and that's not how life has to be either. It's midnight, I'm not responding to you, I'm asleep. That's it, you know? Um, and I'm not interested in being anything after five, six o'clock, I don't wanna to respond to you anyways because I'm being with my family. I have to live that example. I love that, like you were talking about the HR person and their paid time off, I'm using my paid time off. To have the HR person say to you, I'm using my paid time off right now. Guess what? It's okay to use your paid time off. That's the deal, right? Okay. You should go use that paid time off. We've progressed from, I think what we have to start to do is to progress from a society where it's like a badge of honor that you work 80 hours a week and, you know, and you have that whole thing um, uh, to a place where we start to create balance, work-life balance, or even more so it's a holistic approach to life, which is, you know, I am a whole being. I have all these things that I'm involved in. My work happens when my work happens. My home life happens when it happens, you know, and I don't have to necessarily like hard stop. I, but I know when I need to rejuvenate, I know when I need to recharge. Right. And I can do those things and I can, you know, kind of set forth um, the expectations and, and guidelines for, um, for my life, you know? Um, and I think that people are just, they're starting to realize that it's a little bankrupt. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. You're going to be burned out. You're going to be unhappy. Um, you're not going to be productive. Okay. You're going to be constantly looking for something different. And what you realize is that it's not that you need a different job. It's that you need to maybe relate to your job differently. And I think that's an important thing to remember.
Yeah, absolutely. And it's great because we have so many leaders that listen to our podcast. We have a lot of entrepreneurs that for sure, uh, right? I mean, it's that, it's that whole saying of, I quit my nine to five to work 24 <laughs> seven. And, and so even more so for entrepreneurs, because you're your own boss. So you literally can work all the time right. and knowing and feeling that abundance and not coming from that desperate place of like, well, if I'm not available, just like you said, for your students, same thing for your coaching clients. If you happen to be listening, you're a coach or an entrepreneur. Well, if I'm not available for my clients, right, they'll leave instead of feeling the abundance and knowing actually, if you set yourselves up, which is something that we do here at Rise Up For You, if you set yourself up and say, hey, you know, you can send me a message, like we'll use a Voxer app, for example. You can Vox me, I'm gonna get back to you, let's say within a day. I might not get back to you right when you send it, and that's okay. Everything's gonna work out, right? We are not surgeons. If you're listening and you're a medical professional, hats off to you, and, and you might need to be available, right? You might literally be saving a life. But most of us listening to this show, it's not life and death, yet we live with that type of hustle culture, that type of energy. Well, Dr. Sweeney, I'd love to also ask, I know sure. that people have been talking in the new year about health. They've been talking about, you know, keeping those New Year's resolutions, if they made them or not, you know, and either way is totally fine. However, you made a huge health pivot. So I'd love to give some golden nuggets on your perspective on any habit change that they might want to make being in this new year, 2023. And if you're listening, I mean, dramatic, right? You lost a significant amount of weight yep. and have kept it off. Yep. Tell them a little bit about that and how that relates to habit change. Um, so about three years ago, maybe four years ago, it was actually four years ago, I decided I, I had been dieting my entire life. Uh, since I was 10 years old, I, I was on Jenny Craig when I was 10 years old. My parents thought I was overweight and I probably was. Um, and so we started in on this and I, you know, I would lose weight. I had done the yo-yo thing forever. I had ballooned up to um, over 300 pounds. I was uh, 308 pounds at my heaviest, I think. And um, I was a smoker and, you know, I was not living a, a healthy lifestyle at all. I, I like exercise and I've always pretty much liked exercise, but it was not consistent either. Um, it turns out I joined a CrossFit gym. And when I joined the CrossFit gym, what happened was I really just started to really enjoy CrossFit. But CrossFit was really difficult when you weighed 295 pounds. That was just a hard thing to do. Um, and I didn't necessarily feel still all that great. I mean, I was exercising and I enjoyed the whole sport. Um, but I wasn't feeling great. So, um, what I decided after having actually tried out every diet under the sun, okay, literally every diet under the sun, I said, look, I, what I'm going to do is I'm going to do this all the way, whatever happens, I am, I'm in it for the long haul. I'm going to spend the next year and a half. I, I got a nutritional advisor, um, a nutritional coach. And I said, look, year and a half. We're going to spend doing this two years, whatever like the time it's actually going to take. We're going to do it the right way. I'm going to like lose the weight. I'm going to like habit change. I've got to do these habit changes. And, um, and we started along that journey and I actually learned a heck of a lot about how do you lose weight to keep it off? So like for the last time, like for the last time. Like, yes. Yeah. This is like, yep. this is a new lifestyle, right? So not a certain supplement and, and we're not really promoting any diet. We're not health no. coaches at rise up for you no. either. But I think it's very relevant for those listening because, of course, we talk about our six pillars, sure. one of them being health. Yeah. And also, a lot of people listening are looking for habit change mm -hmm. in the new year. 
what do you think? It's really significant. And yep. you lost 80, 80, 80 pounds, pounds. Yeah. and have now kept it off. For, uh, uh, almost three years now. Yeah. Which is just amazing. Yep. And, and I know you said you feel like a new person. I, I am a new person. I mean, like that's just spending my entire life relating to myself as if I was fat, you know, and you've got fat jokes and you have fat clothes and you, you know, there's certain things you're like, I can't do that. And now I'm like, no, I, I can do that. That's not a problem. I have to get rid of the fat jokes because like, it doesn't make any sense for me to make fat. It's terrible. Like people could be insulted. You know, <laughs> They're like, what are you talking about? You don't know anything about this. Um, and, and inevitably just relating to myself as somebody who's basically unhealthy. I'm just, it is, I am a new person. That's, that's all there is to it. Um, so I'm sorry, you repeat your question. Talking about habit changing. Ah, and yeah. I know we read the book, Atomic Habits, shout out to that and, and cool. several different things. Yeah. I would say the biggest thing I saw for you was having accountability. Right. And not with a certain diet. In yeah. fact, didn't he tell you many times you need to eat more calories, yeah. right? It really wasn't about restriction or, or mm -hmm. obsessive weighing or anything like that. Yeah. So I would say for those listening, anything that they're looking to really shift, mm -hmm. hiring an accountability partner, a coach, an expert in the area to really, and then tracking it. Uh -huh. Right. I mean, uh, yes, you said it. <laughs> <laughs> You can tell she's my wife. There you go. She was like, I know what you did. I'm going to tell them all. This is what he did. Um, yeah. I mean, definitely accountability help is, is huge. Accountability is huge because you walk in and you're like, one, you're paying somebody to do this. I mean, like that's actually, for me at least, that helps. Because I'm like, okay, I, I'm, this matters to me. Um, and so he really made a huge difference. We, we shifted things. He was like, you know, you know, you're doing that, right? Or let's drop this down or let's kind of shift it, shift things around. And I think the accountability did help a lot. I think actually one of the other things was the idea that when you're changing this habit, when I was changing that habit, I didn't know the right way. Like we were trying to figure out as we went, like experience told us, all right, this is where we're going to start. And like, we'll start with this number of calories and this amount of protein, and you're going to be working out this amount, et cetera, et cetera. All right, so we go do that. Did it work? Did it not work? Right? It's not like, oh, this is the thing um, that you do, and that's the right thing to do all the time. With habit change, with anything else, sometimes you're gonna have to sit there and, and like you make mistakes, right? And I don't even know if you'd call them mistakes. You just there's stuff that works, and there's stuff that doesn't work, and there it is. And you're like, okay, so now I'm gonna shift. I'm gonna change a little bit uh, what we're gonna be doing. Having him there though right? To look at things and to help guide me into what things might work. That made a difference, right? What might be better? Because it's one thing to look at it and go, hmm, that didn't work. Now I'm going to shift it up. Well, what if you should like, what if you just needed to give it longer? Because sometimes, you know, we had to spend four or five weeks and you're like, eh, it didn't work over the last four or five weeks. And you're like, okay, what do I do now? And so that's how you end up with things like, you know what, maybe we need more calories. Um, or, you know, you keep, shifting at this point. Now we've got some information, we can actually do something with it. That made a huge difference. So it's the accountability, but it's also somebody there to help guide you as things change because things change. Right. Uh, and I, I think that helps, and, you know, having a buddy to kind of like look over it with you, that is huge too. Um, the second piece though, I think that is even bigger is commitment because stuff happens. Right. And, and this is the way I found it. And this has been an amazing thing for habit change just in general. 
is say if you are like, this is what I want to change. Okay. Do everything that you possibly can in order to have a change. That's it. All right. And you know, you're going to make mistakes. You're going to fail. You're going to fall off the wagon. Things are going to happen, but you're committed. You're going to get back on. Mm -hmm. And he's there for accountability or whoever your coach. Oh, is absolutely. Coach. Yeah. Your accountability partner. Gotcha. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And, th and there it is. And, and he's like, and he, he reminds me of my commitment. He's like, okay, there's your commitment. Reminds me of my commitment, which is phenomenal. Um, and then, and then of course I have to remember my commitment too. He's like, well, you know, what are you going to do? You're going to be unhealthy for the rest of your life. You're going to like die at 65. No, I'm not going to do that. Right. So um, the mm -hmm. commitment, the accountability, commitment, the accountability in what you're looking to shift and change. Absolutely. And, you know, we're, we're almost out of time. Oh, I, know, I know people want to know more for sure. Sorry. <laughs> and so you can definitely reach out to us and talk about habit change and, and all the different things that we yeah. can help you with or, you, there's so many books and things that you can do, but we also want to make sure here at Rise Up For You that we have one last question. Sure. And that is, what does Rise Up For You mean to you? Uh, what Rise Up means for me, Rise Up To You means for me is it is an opportunity to expand yourself while actually developing skills that might um, or will improve your life, right? So it's about expansion and developing skills. And... Um, and it's about in, in really a very nurturing environment. It's a nurturing environment. The, you know, the coaches and the trainers who work for Rise Up For You are very nurturing, very caring. Um, and I think that, that makes a huge difference because really it's about connection. Like we've got the information. We know what we're doing. We can help you to like develop um, whatever it is that you're looking to develop. Great listeners, great, you know, great coaches and connected, caring and nurturing i think those are and those are huge things they're things that people really are looking for um inside of their relationships i mean obviously and also inside of their relationships with their coaches I love that. very good well we want to make sure here at rise up for you that you download your free success kit you can do that by texting rise podcast to 949-416-0671 or go to riseupforyou.com success kit and download your videos on confidence emotional intelligence, public speaking, and more. Until the next time we see you, rise up for you.